Well, hi there, stranger. You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show, recorded live May 17, 2021, at the Colorado Comedy Show's Virtual Event Center. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three. Theater located inside the Colorado Comedy Show's Virtual Event Center. Uh, it's actually, it's actually a lot of people don't know this. It's actually a puppet-sized theater, and uh, that's not a curtain in front. That is Chuck getting ready to work the puppets, and he's wearing his velvet evening gown. Right. Um, you should wow. see me and drag y'all. Um, <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll give a giant round of applause and say a bright hello to your host. Mr. Mike Langworthy, ladies and gentlemen, Mike. Thank you, thank you so, so very much. And I know that you uh, mean that sincerely, every one of you. So um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm probably, because we have a few, uh, as we call them, drop-ins that have oh. come in. And uh, therefore that in order to keep the show at a reasonable length, we've kind of, uh, you know, truncated the amount of time that I'm going to spend talking to people up front because I always like to uh, you know just set kind of a mess with people a, a really low bar for everybody you know <laughs> and then uh, everyone else can feel really comfortable with the comedy that they do and um, I've also noticed a couple of things I'm kind of getting to feel my age a little bit because I noticed just recently that the bottom has really dropped out of the minstrel show business. Um, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but they're not, they're not doing as much uh, racist Southerners in blackface. You know what? The blackface isn't as good when you have to wear the mask. It's just not as funny. Uh, yeah, I so guess that's, that's what it is. It's, that's ruined it. Yeah. The kind of people who would go to a minstrel show would really care whether you were wearing a mask. Don't get me uh, wrong, Mike. I'm doing the best I can to keep it alive, but it's not easy. Save yeah. that act for your family reunions, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, Everyone's so uh, PC now, you know. Yeah, I know. You can't do jokes like that anymore. No, the ca this cancel culture is ridiculous. This I can't even do blackface anymore. <laughs> used to have, we used to have 15 minutes on lynching. Who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> it actually killed. What was that album called? Hang in there. Oh, <laughs> you, oh you keep me it. hanging you beat on. me to it. Uh, well, as it may, folks. Um, I just also wanted to say that this is just a public service announcement. Um, let's pump the brakes a little bit on using and the rest is history. You know, like <laughs> in all probability, there's nobody on this mic <clears throat> who has anything to say, any story that they're going to tell the end of about themselves. So the end of which is going to be and the rest is history. Do we you know, do that like, a lot? Like, you know, well, people do people do that all the time. Like, they, you know, they mm -hmm. you, you see friends of yours and they're with their wife or girlfriend. You say, hey, how did you guys meet? Oh, say, oh, right. I was on grinder i was on thing I saw this <laughs> right. really attractive girl we got to talking about it and the rest is history you know no that's not really no. the rest, that's not history that's the no. story of you dating you know it's the history of that bar maybe. <laughs> yeah uh, ted kennedy it. says i got a little drunk i put 
you know, Mary Jo Kopechny in the car. I lost That's it on the Chappaquiddick Bridge, you know, and uh, the rest is history. That's actually true. That's actually that true. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, uh, and the old to Billy Dallas in November 1963. I decided, mm -hmm. you know, what the hell? I'll just cut work for the morning and I'll watch Kennedy go through yeah. the center of town and oh. at him. And the, and the rest is that. See, that's just, <laughs> right. for you. This is how I met my girlfriend. No, no, the rest isn't. No. History, or Hardly. I, how did you get that job? Well, I went in yeah. and turns out he collects uh, Barbie dolls just like uh, I do. And uh, the rest is, no, the rest is not history. The rest is uh, your preamble to getting into some kind of therapy, perhaps, but it's not history. So don't do it. You know, it's interesting about Chappaquiddick, Mike, you mentioned that. Up until Chappaquiddick, Ted Kennedy was considered a pretty middle of the road uh, politician. Um, but uh -huh. clearly. Yeah, that's cr that it's crazy how that worked out, you know. It, he uh, was anything but the middle of the road. That well, I said the real irony of that, and the tragedy too. Is, uh, Thanks, Chuck. He was on the swim team in high school. That and college, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, and um, a lot of good that did him. Yeah, well, it did him plenty of good because it, it, it allowed him to. Uh, yes, it he, him he to saved swim himself. That's true. When they, when they did the autopsy on Mary Jo Kopechny, they found bruises on her knuckles from where he had kicked her as she was trying to get out of the car. Funny stuff. Yeah, funny, funny stuff. You know, you yeah. can't do those jokes today. With this no, cancel. it's actually not too soon for that one. With this cancel culture that we have. Oh, it makes me tired. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think now is probably the time to bring up our, um, our first performers. Um, well, we're going to bring them up. We have a lot of people here tonight, so we're going to just bring them up two and three at a time. And I hope you guys know how to talk with each other. I'm kidding. No, everybody gets stuck. Here's the story. This is how it works. You got a five-minute spot. Um, I keep time uh, on a little thing that I have here. And then when there's four minutes, I go like this. I go like this, and you have a minute to wrap up. And... Um, Remember, there's other comics, so try to be polite about that. Sometimes I will interrupt if I think I have something funny to say, and probably disruptive might fuck you up a little bit, but <laughs> that's how it works. Um, that's why we pay him the big bucks. <laughs> uh, oh, that is hilarious, Norton. <laughs> Don't just laugh, you learn show business history. Uh -huh. uh, Jack Stand up learning. Funny Neighbor in the Honeymooners, which was a television show, which is what we had before the internet. So I hope that's enough background information for everybody. Um, and we have performers from a lot of different places tonight, uh, one of which is seven hours ahead of our time here. And I'm going to let this guy go first because it just it, apparently just for the stage time, he decided to move to Ireland. <laughs> um, I feel sorry for him. He did like seven mics a night now. Um, and I've always thought he was funny, and um, I think you're going to think he's funny too. So please uh, give a big round of applause, clap a lot for John. John, no shit. I'm really from Ireland, O'Keefe. <laughs> yeah, John. Yeah. Oh, hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? Are you well? 
We're we're oh, doing yeah. well, and so far you're not on the screen. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think I have any control in that. Now you're we go. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I don't have any control uh, over my bowels. So we have a lot in common. I love gigging for I love for Americans. Uh, obviously, I'm in Ireland. I have to change some of my references though. So now I will mention things like Costco, Walmart, or talk about the price of bombs. Uh, just, uh, just for sh just for shits and giggles, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I love gigging for Americans. But will you tell me? You are good people. I swear. I love gigging for Americans. But you have to tell me one thing. What the fuck is Mountain Time, and why should I care? Like, I get what it is, but who 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 do they think? Who do you think you are with a badass name like Mountain Time? I'm in GMT. That stands for Greenwich Mean Time. I'm fucking depressed just saying that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> GMT is also called UTC. UTC yeah. sounds like an infection. It does. Yeah, it does. Based on my time in the UK, actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, UTC sounds like it needs cranberry juice, hugs, and forgiveness. <laughs> UTC, incidentally, UTC, coordinated universal time. It's a fucking dyslexic time zone. Oh, GMT awful and everyone in it. Uh, even Daniel Day-Lewis, don't let him get away with it just because he's magnificent. He lives in GMT and I think he's a mountain man person. I think he's got the potential. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've romanticized Don't fuck with him because he will find you. <laughs> mountain times to me sounds like a place of dune, a place of intent, a place to hide bodies and get away with murder. I think it's got it all. Um, the first time someone said, uh, let's meet at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, I was like, Mountain Time? What are we? Are we meeting up for a bang? What are you, are you, meet, are you invited me to an orgy? I have more questions. We should, I think you should film porn in Mountain Time. You know, are there valley girls in Mountain Time? No. <laughs> okay. okay, I think I've done enough on Mountain Time, but uh, I, I look forward to seeing <laughs> oh, it. Someday. Uh, I spent a lot of time online. That's how I researched the mountain time stuff. I spent a lot of time on the internet. Have you ever been on the internet more than 24 hours in a day? Like you've actually... <laughs> like you've actually manifested time and then you waste that time watching kittens doing algebra. Or my, or, or my favorite, watching humans doing each other. That's... A... <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, it's weird because it's so you, you have so much shit online. Like, I feel like being on the internet is kind of like going to your fridge, but, and all your favorite food is right there. But when you look a little bit closer, all that food is racist. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the internet is that I'm always right online, and that's addictive. I'm always amazed, actually, that everyone else is totally wrong but me. That's crazy. I should make the rules. Sometimes I'll see someone put up a post on Facebook and before I read it, I'll guess why they're wrong, just to save time, you know. I'll look at their picture and profile and be like, I knew it, God damn it. Judge it from his profile picture, I can tell he's a criminal. <laughs> here's, a, here's a thought. <laughs> Uh, do you ever see someone say like uh, I don't know who needs to hear this they open their rant with that I don't know who needs to hear this but and I'm thinking I do a judge a divorce lawyer or a fucking undertaker because you're I'm, you are better than Hitler but you're still worse than everyone else I've ever met in my life uh, and I'm and I'm including Hitler in that uh, 
Okay, okay, let's wrap this up, John. Let's wrap this up. Uh, the internet teaches me stupid shit. Like, I found this out the other day. Now, you tell me whether... Do you know that Osama bin Laden's son, Omar bin Laden, is a painter? This is all true. And he's a really bad painter. He's a bad artist. He's terrible. Like, he's as good at art as his father was at moderation. <laughs> like, Terrible. Omar bin Laden... He only paints American landscapes. They're his muse. And I thought that's really interesting because his father would also paint a really terrible picture of America. <laughs> that's your impression. Okay. That's my impression. Yeah. That's all I've got for you guys. Uh, this has been a lovely gig. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate Yay. it. Oh, John O'Keefe, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I forgot to tell everybody before I started, and some people here are here for the first time that. I put the next two acts who are up into the public portion of the chat. Um, so uh, keep your eye on the chat to find out when you're up tonight. And um, that was really nice. I'd like to have a little bit more, one more little round of applause for uh, for John O'Keefe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he talks, he says edgy stuff. I like that. Uh, I don't know how John feels about it, but I can, I can tell a racist a mile off just by the color of their skin. Um, <laughs> um, it's just, you know, you can't do material like that anymore with this cancel no. culture. That was um, me around. <laughs> at, any rate, at any rate, what I'm trying to say, folks, <laughs> can't you see I'm trying to tell you I love you? It's <laughs> a... <laughs> Groucho Marx reference. Again, you don't just laugh, you learn. In fact, when I'm on, you don't even laugh, you just learn. So, um, you know what, Mike? I'm learning to laugh. Yeah. Did you write that for Groucho? Did you write that for Groucho or did he write that for you? No, I uh hey, Joe. I wrote it for Groucho's grandfather. He was in the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. trade and he needed Grouchy. an open he needed Schmata. an opening line when he was meeting a buyer. But anyway, um, our next performer uh, is also someone who's been here quite regularly, and um, one finds him amusing. Oh, sorry, I thought I was the Queen of England for a minute. Um, so uh, I, I know you're going to love him. Please put your hands together for um, Josh DiDonato, ladies and gentlemen. Josh. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. More than one person find me amusing. Um, <laughs> you're like, one finds him amusing. It's It's... It's grown since we last spoke. Oh, well, good. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> interesting that. talking about, uh, you know, uh, race stuff, uh, which I've been wanting to do. It's hard to do, uh, you know, it's, uh, it feels weird to be a white guy who wants to do something about uh, white supremacy which uh, it's not, it's not weird because it's, it's actually up to white people more than non-white people to do something about white supremacy. Uh, and which also I just, I didn't just discover this. You know, like I wasn't like, there's this new thing called white supremacy. I'm really <laughs> worked up about it. It's been with us, you know, since yeah. before the, uh, founding of this country it's and, sweeping the nation thank you mike but uh it's been uh you know and i've been politically involved before 
And uh, but I just I got to get off the sidelines. I feel like it's it's definitely time that you know more more has to be done. And uh, you know uh, the uh, they've picked up more. They've been arresting more members of the Proud Boys for their part in the January sixth attack. The Proud Boys are uh, officially designated as a hate group. If you're not, if you didn't know, but. Uh, you know, it's something that like uh, white supremacists will say, they'll, they'll use the phrase white pride, you know, uh, to sort of make it seem like that's, that's okay. We're just, you know, we're just, just being proud, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, so I've, uh, I've decided that uh, I'm starting the white shame movement and uh to counteract the Proud Boys, I'm starting a love group. We're calling ourselves the Ashamed Lads. <laughs> and uh, so working on the GoFundMe now. Um, it's weird. Yeah, I've been watching, I watched the, the Oscars and uh, been watching some, some more TV lately. And, uh, you know, there's been an outcry for, uh, you know, social justice and, and, you know, dealing with inequality and racial justice. And I feel like the major corporations have kind of gotten together and decided that they are absolutely committed to uh, letting black people be on TV. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, look, uh, you wanted representation in media, you've got it. Uh, are you, we gonna make sure to work and, and see that you're allowed to vote? Who knows, who knows? But you know, representation in media, uh, you know, matters more than representation in Congress probably. So if you, uh, I'm just saying, if you have any uh, black actor friends uh, that have a SAG card, they're gonna be on TV in the next year, but uh, you know, they just want to sell things, you know, that's all the companies want to do. And, uh, you know, part of what they talk about, uh, you know, what advertisers are selling, there's products, but they're also selling peace of mind and peace of mind these days, you know, means uh, white people, what are white people afraid of being thought of as racist? So if they, so they're like, that's what they're selling. Cause if there's a black guy enjoying a diet coke and then you know and you're getting a diet coke you're like well i look i i'm not racist i <laughs> i just signed up with rocket mortgage and there's like a, <laughs> there's like a, a you know a, a caring black dad on the commercial so obviously like where i'm just like that guy so i can't be racist you know or just like <laughs> i i'm gonna get this end table that this uh, strong, independent, young black woman got for her dorm room in the Wayfair commercial. So I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm not racist. That's what, that's what everybody, okay. This is very uh, loose as you, as you know. Uh, all right, well, okay. I'm going to end with an actual joke. What do you think? Uh, it's weird. I drew, okay. I, drew to, uh, I know why break the pattern, but. There's uh, I'm in Atlanta now. I drove up to Chicago and uh, drove through Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana. The only place that I saw 
this one thing in Indiana. I mean, it was in Indiana. I saw like more than 10 uh, different anti-abortion billboard campaigns driving through Indiana. None in Kentucky or Tennessee. It's just, if you drive through Indiana, you're gonna know how they uh, do not care for abortions. Um, <laughs> and it, which it, you know, it makes sense if you think about it, because Indiana is a state that has a lot of people who just know that they would be a good candidate to be aborted. So it's, you know, it's really more of like a self-preservation thing. All right, thank you, good night. <laughs> Justin Donato, Justin Donato, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Um, that's true, man. Those things, this, they creep me out, Josh. I mean, I'm, this isn't funny, but I'm on your side on this. Those billboards just creep me out. It's just like, cause it just reminds me of, you know, my mom would have gone for it in a heartbeat if she'd known about it. Um, so. When you say in a heartbeat, Mike, um, <laughs> you realize. You can't tell those jokes anymore. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> with this, with this cancel culture, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The rest so is uh, actually, you know, the rest apparently is our future. There are. I used to always say the rest is physics. Uh -huh. Nobody uh -huh. cared. Nobody cared. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, certainly, mm. nobody cared tonight. Judging from the reaction, I, I think I just proved that, Mike. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you did. You, you, you know. That's what I like about you. You know, you'll go. Please. Really? <laughs> yeah, you will go to a place that no one else could possibly go, or or be, or even want to go. Yeah. yeah. Would just, you do that now? No, you, you, you have a way of finding the perfect, the sweet spot of boredom in every audience. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a gift, um, really, Mike. It's, no, it's I'm just gift. saying, that Chuck. That's a yeah. that Ned is a virtue. That is a virtue, <laughs> my friend. Um, it's probably not the peak virtue of stand-up comedy, but it's a virtue. <laughs> it's very helpful in, in other pursuits. Yeah, you know, people are so you know, people are so bored. They're falling asleep. Not when you're on. I'm not saying that this is a thing that happens. I'm not saying it happens when you're on. Um, I think they're so fun. bored they're ready to fall asleep so when you're ready to do that really sensitive bit where you need to be able to hear a pin drop yeah you're you can get an audience into a state where you'll be able to hear a pin drop when you're on stage. it's sort of the fluffer for that yeah i get it you set out. And then you'll somebody be, like you comes in and boom, you'll be the only one in the audience that'll be able to hear it drop because yeah. the rest of them will be dreaming of other Ultimately. things but it's, the point I'm trying to make is that you have a unique relationship with audiences, and I think we all appreciate that. Ned will be on a little bit later, but first we're going to do some comedy with um, <laughs> our next performer who is out on Long Island. I think he lives in one of the towns that He's we used to king. do. We used to do gigs there when uh, comedy paid money. <laughs> No, it's true. There actually was a time like that. Anyway, you guys, please welcome uh, Bruce Lipsky. Bruce Lipsky. Hey, yeah, Bruce, thank yeah, you, Bruce. thank you, thank you. Uh, speaking of food, uh, uh, my wife has turned into a kale garden. Uh, and for Mike's reference, not Ava Gardner, but a kale garden. <laughs> <laughs> and she's actually become a kaleaholic and a kale connoisseur. And I recently did some research about kale, and I found out that kale is 
related to lettuce. It's in the lettuce family. But it's like lettuce's older cousin. You know the one that's in her 50s, divorced four times, and turned very, very bitter? <laughs> uh, she's obsessed with, with growing kale, and I'm not even allowed to touch our kale garden anymore. She's got a special landscaper with a crew of about 30 hombres. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is so proud of her recipes. even got some new kale recipes from these guys last week she made kale enchiladas and to me no, no recipe ends well when the first ingredient is kale <laughs> the only problem with kale is it tastes like kale <laughs> <laughs> and you just can't cook kale it's stiff and it's rigid and before but it's ready to, uh, to be served, Kale has to be relaxed and given a massage. And she's become obsessed with massaging Kale. This Kale is more relaxed than a shoe salesman at the Las Vegas uh, convention. Well, and my wife is really into this massage thing with the Kale. It's the only vegetable that gets a, a total spa experience. If Kale had fingers and toenails, she'd probably give it a manicure and a pedicure. And I came home from working out yesterday and there were rose petals leading from the front door to the kitchen. I saw my wife laid out a towel across the kitchen counter and she placed some scented candles all around the house. Lights would then dim down and Barry White was playing on the stereo. It's ecstasy when you lay down next to me. Yes, it's ecstasy when you lay down next to me. And I said, wow, this is great. And I realized, <laughs> Damn, we're having kale again. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Mr. Kale will be the only one getting the happy ending tonight. <laughs> and I know, you know, I know it's ridiculous these days, you know, the way kale has been elevated as one of these superfoods. You know, there's a new group of foods they call superfoods. It's the latest craze. You know, all I know that growing up, we didn't have superfoods. We just had food. And back in my day, if I had a superfood, my version would have been Weaver's frozen fried chicken. <laughs> but the latest superfood to grace my kitchen table is canola or quinoa or quinine. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> my wife calls it quinoa. She's always, always got to pronounce it properly. All I know, if I can't spell it or pronounce it, I shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> but the real superfood for 2021 is chipotle. Uh -huh. But my son corrects me and says, Dad, it's chipotle. Great. And this is coming from a kid who got a 40 on his Spanish regions. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> chipotle, chipotle. All I know is no matter how you spell it or pronounce it, I really love their pulled pork fajistas. <laughs> and my wife is into this organic food stuff you know she sent me to the store the other day to buy some organic produce so i asked the guy how do i know which ones are organic he said that's easy they're the ones that are half the size and twice the price <laughs> said, is that like my electric prius <laughs> and she just put it our family on a new diet a new lettuce diet. It's called the tainted lettuce diet. <coughs> I lost seven pounds in two days. Somebody asked me, was it from the romaine? 
I said I couldn't yeah. answer that, but once it kicked in, nothing remained to me for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife thinks everybody in the family is a food critic. She'll spend hours researching recipes, another hour shopping and cooking, and in 10 seconds, my son will say, you're cooking that shitty chicken again? <laughs> and my wife you know, runs out home like a, a five-star restaurant, which is very apt. Because when she starts to cook, I have reservations. <laughs> that's my time. My name is Chris Lipsky. I'll be. That's history, too, by the way. <laughs> Bruce Lipsky, ladies and gentlemen, that's five jokes, five minutes of jokes that I had not heard before from him. That's what I, one of the things that I love about this thing. Um, People come in and they tell brand new jokes, um, and nothing nothing remains in this for more than thirty. Oh, that's that's coming from the head of lettuce over here. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce, uh, you can expect to hear that many many times from Chuck in the ensuing weeks as he <laughs> takes your wonderful pun and turns it on its on its ear. It's weird, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm buying desk bells right now on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You're so buying desk can, bells? Yeah, so we can hit ding instead of yelling hello. Uh, I'll probably do both, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you just go to a uh, hack, a hack uh, comics yard sale or something, you know? When's your yard sale? Oh, <laughs> well, you want to warm up before you find a hack comic? I get it. <laughs> no, that's all right. I can understand that. That's, um, you just, you know, you can buy a gun at Freddie Prince's estate sale if you want. Oh, are you, are you, are you saying don't order the three pack? <laughs> Can't do that joke anymore. This cancel culture, Jesus! Knock once, knock one famous suicide, and all of a sudden you're a bad guy. Um, <laughs> you know, let's or keep the, let's, let's keep the fun moving along for a while um, before we have to bring up some of the comics I don't like quite as much. And um, this this performer comes to us from oh my god I can't remember where uh, California, right? No, wrong, totally wrong. Other coast, New York. Yes. Yes, I'm so sorry, Vicky. I apologize. It's okay. As soon as I you said close, California, I remembered close. it was New York. God <laughs> damn it! No. <laughs> so it's all right. She's very funny, even though I'm senile. So <laughs> give a big round of applause to Vicky Plummer. Vicky Plummer. All right. Uh, it's okay. You know, it was 80 to get today, so it sort of felt like California, right? Mm. Yeah, it's nice. All right. Uh, okay, so um, yes, my name is Vicki Plummer, and uh, I'm a yo-yo dieter. Woohoo! <laughs> um, yeah, so on the Kirstie Alley bell curve of super hot Kirstie when she was first on Cheers, all the way over to super fat Kirstie giving up living on a llama farm. Uh, you guys remember that when she gave up yeah. and she was living on mm-hmm. a llama farm? Yep. Um, I'm probably right about here, which would be um, second time around spokesperson for Jenny Craig, Kirstie Alley. <laughs> like I haven't totally given up. Like I'm still working on it. Um, it's not that bad being a yo-yo dieter, though. Like I've got two closets. I've got the fat closet and I've got the thin closet. 
So I've always got something to wear. So that's good. Um, the bad thing is my clothes are giving me a hard time. Like the other day I pulled out this really cute little sparkly top and it was all like, Oh, Vicky, sweetie, do you really think this is the right choice for today? I was like, what? So then the other end of my closet was like, Vicky, come down here. We have elastic in the waist. We're comfortable. Stop hanging out with those bitchy tops. I was like, uh, okay. Now my dresser's getting in on it. My dresser was all like, Vicky, just put on the holy sweatpants. Go get yourself a pint of Hagen dazs Get in the bed and just eat it. I was like, uh, okay. So that's fun. That's been going on. <laughs> um, yeah. But I actually, you know, I have been working on getting in, in better shape and getting healthier. Um, I'm on an eating plan where six days a week you eat right. And you, you know, you pay attention to your diet, eat right. On the seventh day, they call that your free day. You can eat whatever you want. I'm really good at the free day. so sometimes i do that seven days a week so (laughs) but um i'm actually you know i've actually lost 60 pounds during the pandemic so you don't have to applaud i just know i did it so you can just sit back and pretend i didn't but i did lose 60 pounds um it's I do come from a long line of yo-yo dieters though in my family. My dad is a yo-yo dieter and I grew up in a small town in New Hampshire called Wolfboro. And it's a lake town. It's um, on Lake Winnipesaukee. Now Lake Winnipesaukee translated, it means only rich white people can afford to live here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it does. Um, but my dad, he's a yo-yo dieter. And when I was six, he was on the thin side. And so his beach costume or uniform was a towel around his neck, sandals and a speedo. Yeah. So even at six, I would be like, should you be wearing that dad? (laughs) He was the minister in town. Yeah. (laughs) So that was weird. (laughs) That was very strange to me. Um, but yeah, so I've been, um, I ride my bike every morning. They say exercise is good for your body and good for your soul. And it gives me time to think about all the times that I ride my bike in my imagination. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I work remotely five days a week and it's great. I don't have to commute anymore. I don't have to get dressed up. One of these days, I hope I will actually get hired by one of these companies and have a job. So it's good. Um, I moved to New York City from a small town, like I said, Wolfboro, New Hampshire. And uh, it's really weird. The first time my mom visited me, um, she got off the train in Penn Station. She was talking about how crowded it was, how many people were there how crowded and oh she was like I feel suffocated and I was like yeah mom this is my apartment those are my roommates New York is expensive (laughs) oh Mm. and yeah later that night she came up to me she's like I don't like that one guy 
I got mugged in the hallway on my way back from the bath, the bathroom. I was like, okay, well, you know, this is the city. That kind of thing does happen. So that's, that's her New York experience. So anyway, a lot of these were new jokes that I just said out loud for the first time. So by the, um, dead silence i can tell it went really well so <laughs> anyway thank you guys that's my time oh that was that was vicky Plummer. and don't you can't judge by how much laughter you get on these things and i was laughing out loud and, right. and uh, the i seven... always mute myself when the comics are on because if i laugh i just don't want them to feel good it's a holdover <laughs> and the rest is right. history thank yeah. you right. exactly and the seven and free, I lose. That's how it works. The seven free days punchline went over well on YouTube. Uh, oh, good. good. Stacey, <laughs> Stacey commented that she's signing up for that. So, all right. <laughs> good plan. Um. So anyway, our next performer just he's just recently started coming here and he's good. Um. Uh. I didn't mean that as like as opposed to the people who've been on already. I mean. <laughs> He's he also. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. No, Ned, come on, man. Mm -hmm. I told you that in confidence. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, here, this is a man who uh, spent uh, a good portion of his life protecting our freedoms uh, in the military, and um, it seemed to have made him funny as opposed to paranoid. So it's doing better. So anyway, oh. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, in the meantime, it'll be Dwayne White. Please welcome, if you will, Dwayne White. Yeah. What the greatest intro ever, man! I'll talk to <laughs> you, you soon. Thank you for your service. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. This is good. This is this is a this is a fun room. It's like it's I don't know. It's like a family reunion. It's like twelve white people convincing each other we're not racist. Ah. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So fun. And I think uh, I don't mean to you know I don't mean to say uh, Bruce, but I think it's pronounced fajitas. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's, that's that's how we do it in our house, and they're good. I love them. Uh, now, speaking of food, I went I went to lunch today. We went out to a restaurant with some friends. And I, I will say this. There is only one group of people in the world that I truly hate. Um, and that is people who go to lunch with you who used to be waiters. Oh, Fuck yeah. these people. <laughs> they are the worst people to eat with ever. It is. I would rather hang out with like a vegan Jehovah's Witness that owns a CrossFit gym. OK, that's. <laughs> Those are better people because every every meal when you go out with these people starts with the speech, you know, it's like, you know, being a waiter is the hardest job on the planet. Is it? I mean, OK, like I'm not saying it's not difficult. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. I'll give you that. But like I like, you know. I was in the army for a long time and I, I, you're right. I have never fucked up a drink order at Applebee's, but I have been blown up a couple times and I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, I, I've never seen anybody leave their shift at TGI Fridays and need a tourniquet. It's just never, I don't know. It's 
It's their, the, the, the thing is, it's like they're just like it's it's the hardest job. It's this. And then, you know, after 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 they finish that speech, our little waiter comes up, this little guy named Ben. And before you can even get a word out, my buddy's like, hey, Ben, what's how are you today? I just want to know how you're doing. I just want to let you know that we appreciate you. And even if your mom and dad didn't, uh, you know, because you spent all your college money on meth and Pokemon cards, it's fine. We love you and I appreciate it. And you could just see this guy like, fuck, I want to get away from this table. You know it. <laughs> he's like, I just, I understand because I was in the industry, Ben. And he's like, porn? Like, no, I was a, I was also a waiter. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> no, you just see he wants to leave, but he can't because his parole officer knows he's supposed to be at IHOP like that time of day. It's not fair. But, and, and he's not, he's just not, this guy isn't, the speech is bullshit because this guy isn't going like, oh, finally somebody gets me. He's not doing that. He's like, you can no. just see him in his brain. He's like, look, if you're not going to whisk me away like fucking pretty woman style, I think you can just give me your drink order and we can move on with our day. That'll be fine. <laughs> <sighs> and then, but he's like, he, he walks away and our friend is like, see, boys, that's how you get good service. No, that is not how you get good service. He doesn't give a shit about you. Yes, he brought us all the shit. He brought us more drinks. He brought us every condiment you could ask for, but that was only because he didn't want to come back and have another freaking conversation with complete sentences from you, Steve. He didn't want to do that. <laughs> this is not okay. And at the end of the meal, you have to, at like some point, you have to have that tip conversation with your buddy that used to be a waiter. Well, I start at 25%, no matter how bad they are, and I just go up from there. Really? Fuck you. You are messing everything up for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to like 15 and then like, like, okay, if you're good, I will move up the scale. But Jesus, you know, I'm not made of money. Steve, what are you talking about? He's sitting here and he throws the bill comes. He throws his check down. He's like, see that 50%. That's how you tip. First of all, it's a $10 bill. You just gave the guy five bucks. Let's not act like you just paid off his fucking student loans, okay? <laughs> Let's make sure that we understand. You didn't just save this dude from the woes of human trafficking. You gave him a five spot, which you could pretty much do to any homeless guy on the street. It's fine. Like, this just, let's not overdo your humanitarianness, bro. But sure enough, he did. But then absolutely, because he is an old he's an, he was a waiter. So as soon as our little waiter, Ben, walks away, Steve has to get up and run over and start talking to him and explain to him like, hey, you did a great job. You did this. You did. Everything was great. So I did what anybody would do. I pocketed Steve's money. <laughs> <laughs> now Ben thinks he got stiffed by the waiter. <laughs> hey, guys, that's it for me. My name's Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne White, ladies and gentlemen, Dwayne White. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to make, oh, okay, you're here. Okay, good. Uh, I tried to contact Robert before uh, the show started. Make sure you unmute yourself. Okay, good. I'm good. Uh, uh, Robert's, Robert's been here before, and I'm glad to see him back. Uh, and I'm looking forward to... Uh, Let's find out what he's been doing in the meantime. So please give us a big round of applause. Robert Lopatkin. Robert hey. Lopatkin. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. So um, let's see. New York City. Uh, I'm from Long Island. New York City is about to reopen. And, and when it does, I'm taking my family out to see Harry Potter on Broadway. Just to, again, experience that magic of 
four hundred dollars a ticket. <laughs> Just a bit about my family, though. Um, I have a small family. My mom is an only child. My wife is an only child. My sister is an only child. But <laughs> I have two daughters. Last year, after about 200 years of school, my younger daughter finally came to me and said, Dad, I graduated. I'm now a microbiologist. I can't understand how it took her that long to become that small. But <laughs> my older daughter came to me last year and said, you know, brace yourself, Dad. You're going to be a grandfather. Well, before I could get excited, she asked me if I could buy, be the first one to buy something for the baby, like a, like a rattle or a blanket or a, or a college tuition, something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I have to say now I have a beautiful six-month-old granddaughter. And uh, my daughter and, 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 her, and, her, and her daughter haven't been out much in the last six months, but they finally got out to uh, a class they started. You might have heard of it. It's called Mommy and Me. Yeah. He, she, we. Mommy and me, he, she. <laughs> so this was a year that my sex life changed dramatically. Ever since my wife got back the results to her Ancestry.com DNA test, it turns out that she's 97% Jewish, 3% Hispanic. So her usual bedtime moaning of, oi, 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 no, no, don't touch, don't bother me, don't touch me, has been transformed into, ay, 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 puppy, cake, bueno. <laughs> the problem is I get so angry because she's so loud, I could hear her from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> now with the kids with the kids out of the house my wife's been spreading her wings a little bit expanding her horizons for instance she was just elected she was she ran for and was elected the mayor of our small village over here on long island and that was a landslide there were 39 votes um the vote was 36 to 3 i i was so relieved to find out that my two kids didn't vote for her either <laughs> <laughs> she did however get the hispanic vote <laughs> it's gotten a little to her head. She, 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 she refers to me around town as the first dude, and, and, and I have to drive her around in, in Toyota One. <laughs> she also started going out with the girls by herself to, to ladies' night to our local shooting range. She, she likes something with a, a big kickback, which reminds her of her daytime job as mayor. <laughs> my wife actually has a lot in common with a rifle both both have sleek butts both have long slender bodies and and both react violently when i wiggle my finger <laughs> <laughs> now i had an anniversary of my own last year I, i'm actually a, an orthodontist 35 years as an orthodontist last year uh, I became an orthodontist for many reasons. I love working with young, healthy kids. I love creating beautiful smiles that last a lifetime. But nothing says you're going to love being a dentist more than those rejection letters from medical school. <laughs> uh, the pandemic's changed the way we practice. We now take everyone's temperature. We wear double masks. And if I drop an instrument, there's no more five-second rule. <laughs> oh. 
we, we rate our patients on a scale of one to 10 based on the difficulty of that problem. If I see a one on a chart, I look forward to an easy case start to finish. If I see a 10 on a chart, I look forward to an all expense paid two week Caribbean cruise. <laughs> now in my office, I have, these, I have two areas, a, a large, a large area with, with, with many chairs and two small private areas. The large area is for kids to prevent the possibility of, any being, of being accused of any inappropriate touching. And, and the private rooms are for adults to prevent the possibilities of any witnesses. <laughs> yeah. many, many adults, I'll leave you with this, many adults get, to, get, get these new removable braces like Invisalign. Yeah. Last week, you've heard of that. Last week, I was consulting with a patient about her Invisalign treatment. When she turned to me, she said, should I remove these for oral sex? Well, I, I looked at her. I said, absolutely. But just so you know, I also accept cash or Venmo. That's my time. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> no, that's hey, no. Hey, that Mike, you. I just mean. Mike, next time Robert does the show, here's your intro. Ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves. Yeah. The rest, the rest is Wait, let me finish. It's, it's okay. I'm I'm canceling. That's what the Invis Invis Invisalign lady said. Um, at any rate, that's that. You know, let's not even get into it. Honey, I'm on the show. Can I call you back? <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's, let's, take this, let's take this moment to peek in on Ned Rice's private life uh, <laughs> before I bring up our next act. Um, uh, it was the wrong number. That's the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I noticed the desperation in your voice about calling him back. So I, I assumed it was the wrong number. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Please, I'm so lonely. Um, our next performer has been a regular here and is uh, making a lot of making a lot of inroads into uh, the comedy game. Please, and, you know, I keep saying please. You know, I, you know, let's be. Can we be frank? You know, when a comic says, "Hey, how y'all doing?" He doesn't give a shit how y'all doing. Um, we're very self-involved people, as a general rule. Mike, I think you care. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and I think you're naive. Um, <laughs> um, I'm like the Kyrie Irving of stand-ups, you know. My job is to be funny, but I don't really care what you guys all think. Anyway, that's really funny if you're an NBA fan. Um, you know what? It's not. It's not that funny. I, I feel like tonight is the night for me to be honest. We don't really give a shit how you're doing. We have a microphone. Nobody else is allowed to talk in, you know, in live <laughs> shows and stuff. So... You know, when they say, how y'all doing? It's just to find out if the sound system works. That's all he's interested in. <laughs> all right, so, uh, you know, and also when he says, where are you from? He doesn't care where you're from. Just say anything. Just say anything you want to say. Say, hi, I'm from Australasia. And, and he'll go, oh, yeah, I'll talk slower. Doesn't make any difference where you're from. <laughs> Where are you from? I work at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Okay, I'll talk slower. They don't even listen. They just stop talking and they get their mind. Hi, I'm, an, I'm a Caltech professor. Great. Like How Jeff, do you Jeff know when you're done? Jeffrey right. just retired from showbiz. 
Just so you know. Be just so you know. At any rate, um, our next performer, who I was halfway through the introduction with before I decided to self-destruct. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's a funny guy. You'll like him. Um, he's the only guy here with the uh, Roman numeral I twice after his name. Please welcome Jeffrey Burden. All right, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, Roman numeral two. You know, my wife just looks at me like I'm a number two sometimes, quite honestly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, see what I did there? Um, come on. I'm gonna roll. I, uh, I just went back to martial arts last week ladies and gentlemen and uh what uh, i i love i really enjoy it it's i recommend it if you don't know it i, I recommend you start any age but uh and I'm, I'm really excited to go when i go to class it's just i i i wish the i wish the guys didn't smell like they just finished the class when i get there <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> like one guy i'm rolling with him and he smells like he smells like sausage. It's ugh. it's really the worst. Really, it's the worst. It's off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, he's definitely not porking anyone with those smelly. Okay, all right, move on. Wordplay. Move on. Um, I, I, you know, I look, I get off, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting off of work uh, four o'clock, give or take. I, I'm a little sweaty. Okay. So, you know, I, I didn't just get out of the shower when I go to martial arts. I put on a little deodorant, you know, I put on my, I even look, I, I, I'm out of cologne. So I put on my wife's vanilla lace, you know, <laughs> I mean, I left off the lipstick and the fake boobs. I, I that's for another event. I'm going to jujitsu, you guys. I don't need that. I don't need that. Um, people. I would like to tell you about some of the responsibilities of a United States Marine. But I was in the Air Force, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I want to focus on what I did. What I did, everybody. No, I literally, listen, I, I, these are, this is very true. I was very inspired. I was so inspired. I don't know if inspired is the right word, but I'm not the smartest guy. So I'm using the word inspired. I was so inspired by film and TV. When I watched the movie, an officer and a gentleman, I literally became an officer candidate. <laughs> I also wanted to bang Deborah Winger, but that's, that's, that's not really we i don't want to talk about that part i you know i i uh <sighs> i was i was in the air force though i was an enlisted guy as well and uh the the, the big thing the, the 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 very important thing to be able to do is is uh, uh, uh shoot an m16 be physically fit and you got to fold your underwear well if you're going to defend the Constitution <laughs> of the United States. You have to do it really well, okay? You know, and you had to have it stacked neatly in your in your briefs and your and your t-shirts stacked neatly from biggest to smallest, and they had to kind of look like they were stacked like steps, okay? <laughs> and, and and the way that the, the the drill sergeant explained it to us was that Mickey Mouse was supposed to be able to go 
down and up the steps, you know? <laughs> and it, I, you know, I, I just, I just want to, you know, if we're, if we're being, you know, if we're being attacked, you know, it's like we're being attacked, burden. Oh my God, I got to go check. I got to go check on Mickey. I got to make sure he's okay. Is he all right? Is he going to get out? You know? They would, he, the drill sergeant would go, I want the yellow stains on the top and the brown stains on the bottom. Yeah. But sometimes I would forget, quite honestly, the brown stains were on the top, you know? And Mickey would bitch the shit out of me. He'd be like, hey, that was a fucking piece of shit I stepped in. What's going on? <laughs> it's insane. Could you imagine if I didn't graduate successfully from basic training because I couldn't fold my fucking underwear? You know? <laughs> Dad, I was a really great shot, but I... Oh, God. The drill sergeant couldn't see my yellow stains. It was just a bad inspection. Well, my name is Jeffrey Burden II. <laughs> you all have been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying to wrap our heads around Mickey Mouse climbing up and down your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I did oh, not that would drive me goofy. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Full metal diaper. Oh. Hello. Old no. Little diaper, no. ladies and gentlemen. And that's just a taste of what you're going to hear for the next five minutes. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, we've got a guy, you know, of all the comedians I've ever worked with, and I've worked with a lot. He is the most every, recent. Every fiber of my being wants to say he is one of them. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is he is one of the guys that I enjoy the most, and that's actually true. So no, I I'm, next, my, I'm next, Mike. I'm next. <laughs> fucked up again, he, Mike. Ed, Ed Smythe, um, <laughs> you the introduction twice. <laughs> because I made a mistake. That's uh, a, I'm sorry. No, come on. Ned and I have really? Ned and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. In addition to being a really funny stand-up, and he is a really funny stand-up, he also uh, has written for a number of television shows that you may have heard of. He may mention them. He may not. I'm not going to because again, any victory for the comic is a loss for me. So uh, <laughs> give him a round of applause though, seriously. Uh, give him a round of applause. Uh, Ned Rice from Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan, by the way. Mike, that's enough. Don't, you're piling on. Thank you, Mike, or whatever your name is. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is terrific. Uh, you know, before getting started, I want to touch, I never do this. I want to touch on what uh, Dwayne and Josh mentioned about our responsibility in terms of racial justice and social justice. We can't stay on the sidelines anymore. We have to do something, all of us. And that's why this week I switched to menthol cigarettes. Now that's what I can do. That's what I do. You do what you, you do you, boo. But that's what I do. And that's how I feel. And yeah, yeah, I'll make a few enemies. I might lose a job here, uh, a, you know, a contact there. But that's the way it goes. That's how mm -hmm. I feel. Sorry, I, I get a little hot when I think about this stuff. I, uh, Stand up for yourself, man. Oh, yeah. Don't let yeah. the man put you down. No, no. I, <laughs> I would never let a man do that. Like, thanks. Um, sure you would. I, uh, you know, the worst part about getting old is not the health problems, looming mortality, uh, bankruptcy, the feelings of ennui and failure. 
the worst part about getting old is having young, attractive people call me sir. What is that about? <laughs> I Don't call me sir. This is not a job interview, okay? I just held the door for you. You don't have to say thank you, sir. It's really thanks. You know, it's like not... Could I just please have the lap dance with all this chit chat? <laughs> just do. I, I've got the money, please. I'll sir you. Sir's your old man. Yeah. Again, I, sometimes I just need to get stuff off my chest. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate I appreciate your, your patience. Uh, something rather sad happened to me not long ago. A very dear friend of mine decided to end his own life. And, uh, his suicide attempt was unsuccessful, and uh, which was especially cruel because in his suicide, he wrote, his suicide note, he wrote, I never finish anything. Everything I do is wrong. And it's, I thought, well, you know, <laughs> he woke up in the hospital the next day. And I realized the usual pep talk bromides don't really work after a failed suicide. Like, uh, well, you know, the important thing is you tried. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It, what matters is how many times you get up. In your case, literally. Uh, um, you know, it took Kurt Cobain four tries before he committed suicide. You'll get this. You just got to not believe in yourself. You know? they, they, kinda, they weren't working that well. And uh, so I said, oh, enough about this suicide stuff. How do you fix for life insurance? You good? You good? Because uh, I know we went over your will recently, and I, I, I didn't see my name in it, but I think it's, it's there somewhere. So, I mean, I wish him a lot of luck, you know. I, uh, I'm divorced, you know, because that's funny. Um, my ex-wife and I were not compatible. It was not a good marriage. Very nice woman, by the way. I think the world of her, but she just wasn't the right person. She would say things. We were together for 18 years. She would say things to me like, it's Ned, right? Ned, I'm not good. It's a terrible thing to say to someone while you're having sex with them. It just shatters the whole mood. It's just, it's not, it's, 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 it's unkind. That's really what it is. Our sex life was a disaster. It was awful. I would, my ex-wife was so bad at faking orgasms. I had her take an improv class just to work on her acting skills. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> didn't work. But she did come up with a really funny bit about airline food. But the other part, it was pointless. <laughs> You know, and I would try to make it special. I try to make it fun. I'd say, you know what, sweetie, why don't you? I'm I'm gonna get you a glass of wine and light some candles. Why don't you put on some sexy music? I'd come back and she put on that song Angel by Sarah McLaughlin, you know, the dead animals. I'm like, what? This isn't sexy. <laughs> I, I just wrote a check to uh, the the animal company and went to bed. It was terrible. It was awful. It wasn't as bad as Bruce's marriage, but it's pretty bad, you know. <laughs> um, so now I'm. I'm uh, I'm dating a millennial, uh, and I'm not a millennial. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's she's a lovely lovely woman, and it's weird because I'm older than both of her parents, uh, not combined, but still, that's that's a you know I know it's just a number, but that's a pretty fucking big number. So, uh, but it's lovely. We have uh, we have a very nice relationship. Uh, we share a lot of the same common interests, and like we, she loves to, to go antiquing. My, my girlfriend, my millennial girlfriend loves antiques, or as I call them, common everyday household items I still own and use. That's what I call them. <laughs> she calls them antiques. So be it. We'll be at an antique shop. She'll say, oh, look at this thing. Can you believe people used to wear these? And I'd say, I'm wearing one right now. 
so that's <laughs> that's the, the give and take uh you know look at the time look at the time it's it's actually 516 mountain time so uh i'm gonna say thank you for listening all i did it again mike Damn. it's weird, it's yeah. weird. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the yeah, show. You know, you always run over, but not long enough where I have to interrupt you. And I like that. Thank you, Mike. Just a little. Just a little. Just that a was little. the same time last week. Do you, do you not stop the timer or anything? Or just leave it as it's, a screenshot. <laughs> it's a screenshot. Bruce, it's really weird that you knew that. It's really <laughs> weird. Extra weird that you knew that. He also knows that you have a headlight out on your car. <laughs> God is in the details. You know, if, you, if you're oh really interested God. in a guy, you take the time to learn about him. That's so maybe maybe you can tell me about my dead pets, huh? How about that, Bruce? I thought you said you were going to cut down on Starbucks, but you went there four times this week. <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week you said you said, man. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, how I love it. Last night in my dream, you said something completely different. <laughs> what? What? Okay, you know what? We have the open mic every week. It's at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, mountain Time, it's called Mountain Time because there are mountains. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, Greenwich Mean Time is called, it's because it's... It's mean. It, it runs through the city of Greenwich. It's what time it is in the city of Greenwich in England. No, it's, you know, it's one thing to be Irish and be a little anti-English because, you know, apparently it's a bad thing to do to oppress somebody for 400 years. Um, I have a lot of bl black friends who have the same blind spot about that. Um, and, <laughs> but it's another thing not to recognize the concept of time simply because it's based in England. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I think John's carrying a little bit too much of a grudge that's what i'm saying and we knew the open mic as you can see on the shared screen every monday at 8 p.m yeah uh, you know what the confusion might have been mike pardon me can i interject interject in I ireland it's have, called an open so just, you know. in ireland it's called an open mic so he no, may have been confused that was the only time i went to a gay bar at uh in Dublin and right remember I took you to that gay bar in Dublin what was it called top of the bottom yeah was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bottoms up. they had an open mic night too but you couldn't do comedy anyway that's still you do comedy but you were required to do amyl nitrate I don't know why uh, <laughs> but let's have you ever been to the rectory it's very nice very we nice. have some you know what <laughs> We have some announcements that are semi-serious and some that are really serious, like this one right here. Um, I, every year I help to write a show for a theater company that is um, handy, handicapped and developmentally disabled inclusive, special needs inclusive as we call <coughs> it in the industry. And uh, it's a full length show, musical review slash musical and all of the music is repurposed from the catalogs of BMI and ASCAP. So if a person goes to the show, they can know that all the songs they listen to are going to be uh, very well written and very well performed. The lyrics will have been repurposed by me and uh, the other people who are writing to help to tell the story. So it's very entertaining. The casts are large. 
and about 30 to 40 percent of them are people with special needs ranging from mild uh, impact on their lives to profoundly difficult and somehow they find a way to use all of the people in a meaningful way in helping to tell the story i think it's great my daughter is in the show every year um when they are not stymied by the uh, pandemic so i'm hoping that next year they'll be able to get back to doing a live show all right mike uh folks who listen to us on spotify or find us on youtube and want to buy a ticket to the show you can plus up and make a donation to magic moments uh, yes and those of you who are here tonight magicmomentsinc.org like it says at the bottom of the uh page here i'm i'm going along with my finger on my computer as if you can all see that <laughs> um, really kind of say hey you kids get off my lawn all right <laughs> anyway we also on uh sunday nights do a show called the apocalypse which uh which uh supports elevating connections Chuck, would you like to say a word or two about Chuck? Yeah. Uh, all of our shows, we donate 10% of ticket sales or private event sales to Elevating Connections. Uh, Stacy Sanders, the executive director, is watching on the YouTube. So hi, Stacey. Um, what Stacy and her great organization do is they provide connecting events for <laughs> siblings who are separated by the foster care system. So when young people go into the foster care system, sometimes they are not enough foster parents to take in the entire sibling group. So siblings are separated and Stacy and her organization recognize how important it is to get the young people together. They get them together for fun things like going to the park or even poetry uh, workshops, a poetry jam is coming up or we've done comedy workshops with them and whatnot. Um, so a really cool organization. Um, and uh, by talking about it here and during our shows, we learned lots of things like that uh, only 3% of foster care Kids in Colorado uh, have some sort of completion of a post-secondary education, like a college or community college. I teach at the Community College of Denver, so we invited Stacy to come talk, and uh, we're adding new programs to um, try and help the young people experience college or do some career choices. So good things happen when we just take a break from our comedy show to talk about those two terrific charities. Um, Mike, uh, Seven Brides for Seven Apocalypse is the series finale. Uh, Bronco Brad is going to be there. Uh, can't wait to see that. And then Stephen Young will be there. Uh, we, we just worked together last uh, on Saturday night as well. So a very fun show. And uh, we do have some prizes for our VIP customers, including uh, James, uh, guest of Jeffrey. Uh, so, uh, you know, I bumped you up to VIP. So James... These prizes are for you and those of you in general admission or on YouTube, you can't enjoy the prizes. Um, your, yours are coming next. So uh, these are just for James since uh, he's our VIP guest. Uh, we're clearing these out, James. Uh, these are Mike's childhood castles. We tended to give them away during the apocalypse, but uh, we have just a few of us left. Uh, so Mike, what was it like to grow up here? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you this wasn't built until after I was an adult um, <laughs> I did live in it for a while and it was damp I'll be honest with you as a matter of how fact damp, my, my mom was it, like? always liked living in town hated living there because it was as you can see it's out on a promontory um, or perhaps even an island in the middle of a law <laughs> in Scotland oh. and uh she used to tell my father, why do we have to live in this damp castle? 
And, and he said, well, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I have a dehumidifier and everything in here. Um, <laughs> I heard your room was such a disaster. They called it a lock mess. No, they did. <laughs> I've got to move some... on. So sorry. Uh, we've got red wine. I'm not sorry. Uh, you love I'm not it. sorry. You love it when you move. I, I try to move on just so you can't hurt my feelings. Um, so enjoy red wine. And then James, uh, I got you this guy. Uh, this might be for me. This could be more for me, but uh, for our VIP customers, he has this twink doing push-ups. Um, that, however, use that for whatever purposes you need. Either very early or very late for his date. Not for nothing, but these were left over from a virtual wedding fiesta we did. And, so our virtual events team hooked you up with some tea and some uh, extra cookies. And this is Chef Mark Scapone, our virtual events coordinator. He's the one who hooked you up with all the gifts and some free salads. The salads are very important to him. He chases me with salads all the time. Uh, those of you watching on YouTube and those of you up in the balcony uh, in our general admission seating, we got you this uh, virtual Ford Fiesta. Mike, you've been... <laughs> Throwing on such a fiesta of laughter. And, oh, uh, are you kidding me? This is a Ford. Is this one of the many cars? This is one of the many cars Ford made back in the 80s that would explode if it ran into something. <laughs> so uh, we've come a long way, baby, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, and then we got you this puppy and some glasses, uh, either or. You can have them both. Uh, just to make sure we sewed the dog's eyes shut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that way you want to hurt the dog when she was looking through the glasses because it could really upset them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, because I love animals. That's why we did that. Right. And then we got you a sandwich and some chips. Uh, it's getting late. So, you know, you might need a snack and apparently a salad. Uh, you know, yeah. You can have a salad along salad, with a sandwich. Um, and that's a pickle that's uh, one quarter of something that used to belong to a twink. Uh, Hello, Mike. Speaking of pickles, I'm in one because I said we have Bronco Brad next week and his agent just called to remind me I booked Oog Son of Og. Uh, really? Oh, Jesus. Nice one. Prepared all new cowboy musicals um, and movie takes. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chuck, mistake. It's been a tough day, Mike. Uh, yeah, it has been. It has been a tough day. Um, contracts and, uh, you know. Sure, I know. And the cataracts are probably accurate. Customer satisfaction. <laughs> 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 um, I've heard that cataracts don't really hurt. They just make it more difficult to see. They make or me hungry. Like for some reason, for some reason, they make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thanks for letting us uh, inform people about our upcoming shows. And oh, well, it was a pleasure, Chuck. Um, and next week, Chuck, make sure you come next week when Chuck will be um, making up a list and posting it in the list of uh, the small and diminishing number of things that don't make him hungry. Uh, <laughs> our next performer, incidentally, will be uh, the last performer of the night, I guess, because uh, sometimes we have a couple of people drop in very late, but not, not this evening. And uh, I never like to have anybody be last because it feels like they're last, but this guy is really funny. And He's been funny in every incarnation he's performed on this show. Uh, no pressure or anything to be really, really funny tonight, but he's 
probably the funniest person I've ever seen anywhere. And I saw Richard Pryor live twice. So uh, you guys are really in for a treat. There's no, no pressure on him to be no. that kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's just as funny as Ned Smith, and he has really failed. Uh, so please welcome, if you will. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm already laughing from the name. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Well, no pressure at all. I'll certainly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Chuck. And thank you, all you wonderful people. And I'd also like to thank Cell Division for making me what I am today. Uh, so, okay. And now it's time for, oh, and now it's time for Arthur, the vegan pervert. Uh, boy, I like to hang around farmer's markets. <laughs> oh, look at those. Uh, look at those uh, strawberries. Uh, sure, like to pop a few of those seeds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, look at that green cabbage over there. Boy, oh, sure, like to peel back a few of those leaves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, look at those snow pods. Oh, boy, oh, yeah. I sure like to pop a few of those pods. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, Arthur, the vegan pervert. And now it's time for... <laughs> it's time for an Amber Alert. Hey, look out for that fossilized tree resin! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the with lots of self-affirmation. Nailed it! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> self-affirmation. Okay, now it's time for hip-hop. Good touch, bad touch. I'm feeling you, dog. Oh, yes, hip-hop, good touch, bad touch. Okay. And now, there's Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, boom, 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 pump up the volume, pump up the volume, boom, 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 boom. Oh, the volume is deflating, the volume is deflating, boom, 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 volume is deflating, dog, volume is deflating, boom, boom, oh, the volume is going, 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 the volume. Now pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Okay, yeah, isn't that fun? Okay, well, hey, you know, it's time now to bring a little friend of mine. Normally he's on the Bronco Brad show, but hey, it's Wally the Happy Talking Neutrino. Hi, Wally. Hey, Wally, because Wally's here to help me out with a special bit. Yes, you sure are. Hey, Wally, uh, just, uh, be, you know, normally you're introduced. Any science things for tonight? Uh, well, I just want to let all the boys and girls know that there's millions of neutrinos that go through your bodies every day. But me personally, I always close my eyes before I go through your body. Well, that's fine, gentlemen. I appreciate that, Wally. So Wally and I are going to do the chorus line of the BJ's uh, Lonely Days, Lonely Nights. Yeah, my favorite. Okay, here we go. Um, lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. Where would I be without my woman? Lonely days, lonely nights, 
Lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. What would I be without my woman? Lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. What would I be without my woman? Lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. Who would it be with my woman? Lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. Who would it be with my woman? Lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. Who would it be woman? Lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. Lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely days, lonely days, lonely nights, lonely nights. That's about it. Thanks, Wally. Okay. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah, well, that's it for tonight. And thank you. And back to Mike. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yes. Did you see this? Don't don't take the camera off of him. First of all, I love your Air Staz bookshelf. And uh, secondly, War and Peace. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Say it again. <laughs> that is just priceless. Well, this is for the, I'm preparing this for the time that I might be interviewed on PBS NewsHour. Just want to and blend it. By, <laughs> by somebody who's a dyslexic, obviously. And um, be that as it may, he's very funny. And you guys could give him a big round of applause. Absolutely. Thank you. See? Ed Smythe is the kind of American that Dwayne uh, dedicated 23 years of his life to protecting. That's what <laughs> we need. We need more of in this You're country. Welcome, America. Um, he's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't poo-poo uh, Jeffrey Burden's service. And oh when no. I say poo-poo. I mean on the bottom. Um, <laughs> But be that as it may, he also he also served in the military, as did my my father and my brother. Both were in the Marine Corps, and um, uh, both considered me. I think the technical term is a hermaphrodite for not volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> something to do, something to do with an anormal sexuality. Um, in my family, it was Nancy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ned, you could have had a great conversation with uh, John O'Keefe about the uh, the Irish and stuff. Friend of that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Friend of mine who comes from England has this joke about how much he drinks, where he says, uh, "I drink quite a bit. I'm what in uh, I'm what in America you would call a functioning alcoholic." In England, we call a lightweight, and in Ireland, they call a teetotaler. <laughs> so anyway, so when, when, I looked, when I was a student in Russia, no, I wasn't a student. I was a consultant in Russia. I was a student in Ann Arbor. Anyway, I was in uh, Russia, and uh, I was helping with a comedy show, and the comedy writers asked me, well, Mike, do you drink? And I said, no, I don't. And they go, nothing? <laughs> so they can't they can't posit a world in which somebody doesn't have any alcohol at all it's true they, it's they, true. they, they serve drinks at the aa meetings this is what i'm saying yes oh yeah 
It's just a different mindset over there. <laughs> anyway, you give yourselves a big round of applause. Dwayne White, Nano Keith, Josh DiNano, who came and uh, left. Um, or as they used to say in sex circles in the 50s, he came and went. Um, oh. Ed Smythe, <laughs> I think he did a mic drop. Jeffrey Burden II, Robert Lopekin, who I adore. Um, not in a creepy way, not... Not the way Bruce. Not in, not in my way. No, not the way Bruce Lipsky knows about Ned Rice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Ed, Ed Smythe and Vicky Plummer. Uh, I give Vicky a lot of credit. All those guys were all delightful. We really have an. I'm sorry. What did you say, Bruce? I said I give Vicky credit. She's surrounded by all this testosterone tonight. She's yeah. the only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have had to worry about testosterone if I'd been the only one here. <laughs> Half of us are over 50. It's not that much testosterone. There are supplements out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think Love Jeffrey Burden looks so good? He's 160 years old. He nailed it. He nailed it like the carpenter and Ed Smith. Carpenter, Ed's carpenter. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the show is over. What we've been doing lately is just leaving the mic open. We should probably turn off the YouTube for people. Chuck, is there is there some more formal think way about to the, the YouTube show? to maybe do a funny photo for the nice people? Oh, we could leave that on. Yeah, funny. Everybody who was on the show should make a funny face just before. What sort of face would you like us to make today, Mike? Um, Funnier than this? Come on. No, well, Ned, Ned you're exempt. Um, <laughs> Ned, just smile pretty. <laughs> John, John Merrick of comedy. Why, why aren't you smiling? Vicky, how come you aren't smiling? You're so pretty. Why don't you smile more? Everybody, uh, make a, do your best impression of Mike as a consultant in Russia for a comedy show, 1986. <laughs> a specific year. Remember, the wall had come down, but I'm it was drinking. still Soviet Union. Okay, are you ready? Yes. yes. One, two, three. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. Well done, everybody. Thank you. Uh, we'll say goodbye to the YouTubes. Bye, YouTubes. Goodbye, the YouTube. Um, I have to say goodnight, all. Robert Lopatkin just came here to Thank you. Thank you. So, you, Ned. Them if you need uh, braces.